Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I am very excited. Today we have a very long-awaited guest on our stage. Um, we've got Heidi Rose Buckout uh, from Manifest Inc. I'm going to let her share her full background, but we're going to cover women in leadership, entrepreneurship, starting a business, getting back into starting a business, uh, and everything in between personal development um, and how important important uh, alignment and all those things really is. So without further ado, we're going to jump right in. I'm going to let Heidi introduce herself and tell her background, and then we'll go from there. Sweet. Welcome, and cheers. We're sipping some, uh, we got Hornitos today with uh, a frozen watermelon puree and pineapple puree ice cube. So we're getting real. It's summertime. Right. Salute. So cheers, everyone. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes, I'm, thank you for being here. Yes, this is, as Kristen said, this is long overdue. I think we've known each other for about 10 years now. I was going to say, we met, um, I think I said this before, but the filter that fitness has brought into my world, I always just love and appreciate and acknowledge it because it does filter out such varsity humans. And we, we met at Front Range CrossFit, and yeah, I think it's been about 10 years. Yeah, we were some of the OGs, as we like to say, of that gym, and it's transformed a lot, but CrossFit also transformed my life and my relationships, and we'll yeah. talk about that later, but um. What I do now is I am a freelance writer. I write about women in entrepreneurship, um, sustainability. Really, um, the, the term is called LOHAS, life Lifestyles of Health and Sustainability. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's okay. kind of a marketing term. But okay. Yeah, so that's what I do. Um, my background it was in journalism a long time ago. That's what I studied. Mm -hmm. um, I see that you have your degree on the wall. I know, just in case I forget. I like to be like, no, member, you can read books. I did college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think mine's in a, in a box somewhere. <laughs> Turn off awesome videos and start reading again. But yes. Yeah, so I did, um, I did my journalism degree at CSU, Colorado State University. Um, went into the corporate world. <laughs> so so my dog is gracing us with ambiance, um, but yes. she's just she's just here ripping them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, I went to CSU. Um, I'm actually born and raised in Colorado, just like Kristen, and um, studied journalism, and then um, did a little time in the corporate world, and realized how terrible it is to work in a cubicle. <laughs> there you go. Like legit cubicle life. Gray cubicles, no windows. It was a oh. nightmare. Um, and then I met a mentor of mine at a Christmas dinner. We were the only two single ladies there. Oh, and um, she's um, she's now in her 80s. So she was a, a little bit older than me at that time. And we sat down and started talking. And she's, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, uh, she's um, I think, 84 now. So um, she's like, what are you doing here? Nice. Um, and I I didn't know. And she said, I have an idea for you. Oh. And so a couple days later, she slid this application onto my desk, like under my desktop calendar, um, for a scholarship through Rotary International. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And um, one of the one of the um, caveats of this scholarship was you have to go to a different country and get a master's degree. So I was like, uh, okay, I'll pick a different country. So I picked the University for Peace um, in Costa Rica. And decided to study sustainability. And I got the scholarship. 
Um, and this was just because this is before sustainability and all this was really yeah. a relevant conversation, even though we're in the heart of, you know, Boulder, Denver, Colorado, where they, it's everywhere. Yeah. But this was what, five years ago? Um, or longer? See, that was in 2009. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I, I graduated from UPs 2010. Um, but yeah, it was before the conversation. Um, the, the school is really cutting edge in peace building and peace education, but also in climate change, yeah. sustainability, all these things that people aren't really talking about. But it's a UN school. Mm-hmm. And so the UN was already sort of getting... What does a UN school mean? Um, it's a United Nations chartered school. So, okay. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously what the UN is, but I didn't know they chartered schools. Yeah. What I is did... the goal of that? Just to diversify and bring communities together? Or... I, I think some of it is. I think um, the... The United Nations, um, I don't know a lot about the history, like, off the top of my head, but they decided to put a school in a place that would be focused on peace education. And so they built the school, got leadership for it, and then they sort of were hands-off of it. So they, like, helped, like, charter it, and then they were hands-off. But um, it was a really, really cool experience because, A, was Costa Rica, so I was surfing every weekend. Yeah. Um, B, I was learning about sustainability in one of the countries that's um, already was already shooting to, for carbon neutrality. Wow. Um, by 2020, this is the year they're trying to do it. And um, Costa Rica is Costa Rica. How can some of these countries be so much farther ahead than we are? Um, they committed to it. <laughs> I they, know that's a whole other. They don't podcast, have standing. Yeah. yeah, they don't have yeah. standing military. Okay. Um, and they committed to education. Okay. And so it's just different mentality. It's it's still one of my favorite places in the world. Um, but the other thing I got out of there, besides my education, was learning how to communicate with people of different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, the school is in English, but there's people from all over the world there. And so my network is global. That's awesome. And so that is that really launched me into um, wanting to work in sustainability and work in communication. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of kind of what brought me to where I am now that we'll talk about. Well, and that's truly, like, who you are to, like, the core of your soul. Granted, now I've got to know you over 10 years. Yeah. Like, all, I can see how all these other corporate situations wouldn't stick. Mm. And lo and behold, this woman comes in and gives you this right thing. But that is exactly who you are, what you want to be doing. Like, that's amazing that opportunity presented itself. Because it's kind of crazy. It's go crazy. to another country, go get your master's. But that's perfect for who you are. It really is. It really is. And it was one of those things, too, where it was, like, a huge kind of a huge risk in a way, but also just like, well, why not? And I think you also, when you're like, this can tie in a little bit with entrepreneurship, but like when you're trying to like build the person that you are and build into a brand and build your work, you also have to kind of have the attitude of like, well, this could lead me somewhere cool, so why not? And I really did honestly wanted to get out of the corporate world. Totally. And I wanted to go somewhere else and I wanted to work on my Spanish. Yeah. And so (laughs) that was a big part of it too, was just like, I need to get out of this situation. Yeah. And so, and that's happened a few times to continually point me yeah. back to what I'm doing. I always say, like, obviously I love my fitness people because those habits are indicative usually of their daily life habits. Like you're very strong-minded, strong-willed, whatever. Um, and I will, alongside that is you are strong-willed, strong-minded amongst like change and other things mm-hmm. as well. So you can be really good about your job, training, your relationships, but changing or moving, like you really do need the universe to kick you in the face being like, no, go this way. Yeah. And repeatedly do so because we are, you know, stubborn and more is more is kind of the rule of thumb and it's not usually that. So it's nice to see the world kind of be like, it is. <laughs> but I think also it is because I, you get really comfortable even if it's uncomfortable for your soul. Yeah. Cubicles are uncomfortable for human soul. I totally feel this. Right. Um, and I, I'm hoping there's a big shift in the future for people who are stuck in there for their whole career. Oh, I, I think so. I mean, I, our young people, you see it. I think two sides of it, they're not obsessed with having a bunch of money and 
having Rolexes and nice cars and whatnot. I think they do. I think they care more about experience, yeah. which shifts the whole marketing game. I think our bigger companies are disconnected from that and don't understand who they're marketing oh to gosh. now, yeah. um, which, again, is another podcast. <laughs> but, I, but they're seeking alternative ways. Whether I think I just saw something on um, – Formerly Kathleen Hoda, but now Jenna and Hoda, where I get all my intellectual stimulation <laughs> around. They did some poll of like, what's the the job that most young people want to be, and it was YouTube star. Where you go, I know, don't spit your tequila out. It was literally because some of these kids are making millions of dollars. Great, yeah. it's like one in a million or whatever. But you go on, you could be exactly yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, young kids are just playing with toys and they're watching that. Other ones are becoming pop stars. Other ones are reading books or doing nutritional influence or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get to live the way they want to live on their terms and then showcase themselves as them their authentic selves. I don't even think their thought process is this deep, but they see they, the, the the world they're growing up alongside is so different than what we saw. It's accessible to become yes. a star. Right. With well, your own personality. When you see our parents go to work and do the nine to five or whatever, and even my parents were a little bit more freelance than that, but not really. But now the reality is you can work from home. You can do these things. You can start a podcast. Like, Well, let's talk it. about that because I, I, I come from an entrepreneurial family. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you do too. Um, I mean, I know you do. But um, my mom uh, was a stay-at-home mom, but she also did hair out of our home. Mm-hmm. And she still owns a seamstress com- company. And she's still doing that quote-unquote hustle because she did not want to have the lifestyle of working in an office, working a nine-to-five. And she tried it, and it was horrible for her. Um, my, and two of my sisters, uh, there's five siblings, two of my yeah. sisters own their own companies too. Um, so I think that's also part of who I am, who I was raised Your DNA. Yeah. Sure. What about you? I mean... Um, yeah, it was, I, it's funny because I, I live in my, I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast or not, but I, we are recording right now in my great, great grandmother's house in Denver, mm. um, that she bought from Denver for $7,000. Yeah. Way back in the day. Uh, it was sixties. The house is 1886. Nice. So we got, you know, all the spirits and everything are alive and well, which is awesome. <laughs> we got all the energies. Um, but sixties and then we've kept it in our family forever, but it's, uh, she, you know, bought it, uh, you know, as a single female way back in the sixties, which was unheard of, mm-hmm. you know, modest job and whatnot. Um, now we're in the heart of Denver, so it's crazy to see, you know, the communities grow and, and whatnot. Oh, wow, yeah. But my, then my grandmother, you know, made sure we kept in the family and took care of it. So it's always been like these really strong women making moves and fending for themselves. And yeah, they had, I, I don't know what my grandmother did. I think she worked with a school. Um, and then my, uh, grandma was a stay-at-home mom and then she went into um health and beauty and did nails and just you know did her stuff like starting out I think at like 40 or 50 like yep. later in life yeah and now my mom owns a business so it's yeah it's absolutely I think in our blood mm-hmm. two sides entrepreneurial but also not being good at <laughs> I don't think and being controlled I think we have to be kind of free wild animals and, it's so true so there was really only one way it's, it's <laughs> true but it's funny because and this is what led us to wanting to do this this podcast and we'll continue to talk about this I think forever is that the world still has to like uh spit you back out into where you need to be mm-hmm. because we both tried to do different things that were not aligned with our spirit not aligned with our energy and it, it hasn't worked for me and I right. still still even recently put myself into a scenario that uh, a corporate a corporate slash non-prof scenario where I failed yeah. and I thought that it was like my path, even though I knew in my heart of hearts that it wasn't. I mean, did you fail or did it just not work out? Failure to me is usually subjective. Like, yeah. is it something like you truly didn't do what you could do and didn't give 100% and it didn't work out? Or it's like you just didn't do the job? Uh, okay, yeah. I, I think that's a good way to reframe it. I think I'm hard on myself. Yeah. And, and I, that does help me to, to 
push myself a little bit better, but I think you're right. I need to be kinder to myself. It wasn't the right thing. Right. I didn't fail, but um, I depended too much on the system for my success. There you go. So I was, I, I, I can tell the story. I was um, at, a, at a university and I thought I saw this path of becoming a marketing director. And I was so excited. And, and the way that this all started actually was because I took a part-time job there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. For the benefits. Yep. Because I was trying to do the freelance thing and I was scared um, and I needed benefits and I was not trusting that doing all the right things in my business would lead me, lead me to success. So I went back into the system um, after um, a couple of years trying to do my own thing and, and not following the right systems. Right. Um, awesome. That's another lesson. But um, I got into this part-time job and then I got promoted mm-hmm. to work for somebody that I thought could be a mentor for me. So there were some things that I was like, this is going to be awesome. I get to, A, the validation that I'm not getting from freelance um, and the recognition of like, hey, I work for this uh, rock star person mm-hmm. that I thought would help lead me to something else and to more money. Yeah, absolutely. And so I followed this idea again sort of the um more traditional path the checklist path of like yes I'm gonna wear this certain kind of clothes and be in the system and do all the right things and um when I got to the point where I was up for another promotion um a panel of my peers told me that I wasn't the right fit and in fact um they weren't gonna hire anyone because they didn't even get the right fit and it was devastating to me yeah um devastating to where like it took me a while to even get back into my own business which I had always had as a side hustle because I was like this was the thing yeah um but it wasn't well I think that conversation itself like Heidi I would consider Heidi like myself a wild heart where (laughs) you have like your own way of doing things and it's absolutely a compliment but when you're a wild heart like a fitness person you're strong in your world you're strong and you know who you are you're good in this world and it shows how even when you are older and more experienced and whatnot, the the impact of your environment and that daily oh influence. Yeah. It doesn't matter how strong you are or what work you've done or what have you. If you subject yourself to something every single day, it will truly wear you down and make you almost assimilate to what someone else thinks you should be or should be doing. Mm-hmm. And that is true for every single person. I've seen it so many times where I see my really, really strong people and I'm like, God, how'd you get sucked into that? And then I see it and I, I'm coming out of a similar situation where I, I thought, you know, I went into this because it was a, a good thing. It was a great opportunity and zero regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, was it what I wanted to be doing or where I'm most purposeful in this world? Right. Of course not. And, and that's when I think universe works out and, you know, you, you shift and you pivot. But I still was in that point where I'm like, I want this and I care about this and I'm working with people that necessarily don't see the same vision, but I want to be successful at this, so I'm mm-hmm. going to keep doing it their way. And I think, and I've had several friends, I think about 20 to 40, you start to settle into what you're quote unquote supposed to be doing. Mm. Um, I say 30 to 40. Th- okay. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. Let's give ourselves, give ourselves some buffer area. We're almost exactly the same age, by <laughs> yeah. the way. So I can say that. 21. Yeah. Um, plus a few. But, uh, I, I think at that point when you do get comfortable, I've seen some of my friends, it isn't the way, I think they were out of alignment from the get-go and now that they've been in it for a while, it's really eaten at them. And I've seen a few friends have to walk away or resign or what have Mm -hmm. you. And then once they get out, the clarity comes and it's like, holy shit, what was I doing? Whatever. But you get so impacted in this. And I, I mean, I was with my last situation almost a couple years. I couldn't imagine it 10 years or 15 Mm -hmm. years and being Mm -hmm. like, 
what did I do with all that time? And like that clarity doesn't come until later. So I would encourage anyone out there, if you would truly feel dissatisfaction, even if you feel successful at it, if it doesn't feel like it's nourishing your soul and you really have stuff to offer this world, which sounds so cliche, Mm-mm. find a way to break up with it and pivot. Like mm-hmm. it's scary, but it's not scarier than wasting all this time doing something you that anyone else could have been doing and you're not fully being useful. Yeah. And I think if you're in the right position, you can even take little steps to do it every single day. And, and I was in that kind of position in the university because, um, this might like let the cat out of the bag, but people in universities don't work about 50% of the year because there's no students. And so I had a lot of time to like start really reassessing in my beautiful office with this beautiful window on this beautiful campus being like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. How do I get out of this? Um, and, not everyone has that privilege to do that, but I think even if you can take a little bit of time to start thinking about what would align with you better. Yeah. Because um, I ended up walking away um, and, and, you know, feeling emotionally damaged from it when I, I don't think that's necessarily how it has to be or getting, you know, even walking away, getting a severance or getting fired might be the way that the universe pushes you out. Um but um, if you can plan a little bit before that, sure. it helps. Even if you're just like, I want to be in a creative position. Um, and you start creating those mantras of like, I'm actually a creative person. Yeah. Start talking about yourself that way. And then you're like, well, this doesn't align because this is not a creative job. Well, I think that's a key piece of the puzzle that, you know, and this wasn't a conversation that I grew up with or that, you know, that I haven't really had until now that, you know, we're over or past our 30s. But mm-hmm. straight up getting to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, what is actually important to you? I didn't sit down, you know, grow up being like, oh, I'm really good. I love my independence. I love creativity, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Like, it's taken years for me to lean into stuff and be like, okay, what, what do I actually care about? Let's take some tests. Let's talk to some people. Like, let's dig into this. Yeah. I didn't even know that mattered. But the more I got to know it, I'm like, well, duh, of course that makes sense. Of course I don't want to be doing this. Or this, there was resistance there. Like, I can force myself. Like, I don't want to go run a million miles. But if I need to for a race, I'm going to. Ew. I know. Running. Let's use a different different one. Swimming. I mean, you name it. Outside (laughs) of like sitting in the sun, sipping good tequila, like everything else backseat. Um, But it's, you know, it it took time for me to like really understand me. And that was my pivot point Mm -hmm. over these past, gosh, five, ten-ish years. I mean, like, okay, what do I really care about? Like, I have a unique skill set like everybody does. How do I align those with what I actually want to do? So, again, I am the most purposeful person that I can be to this world and my immediate environment. Um, but is there, um, is there a moment where you can remember? Cause I feel, I feel like I've had several moments where I was like, Oh, um, is there something that shifted in you or was there an experience or is it like a, like a snowballing experience that I was like, Oh yeah, this is me, you know? Cause I feel yeah. like you too, like to me, you are, like an original influencer. You should see your shirt says as an influencer. But in a different way in that, like you really live your values and you live your brand. So I've always yeah. seen you that way. I appreciate that. It's it's Thank true. You. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get warm and Good. fuzzy. We got Yay. tequila. I was going to say, it's gonna get worse. <laughs> get out your um, helmet. But I really, I feel lucky to have you in my life because I saw that in you and everyone I talked to about you, um, including Mo. Um, my girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, is like... She's so cool and she's so Aww. aligned with what she's doing. So, love. Yeah. Thank you. That yeah, really means a lot coming from you guys. Oh, yeah. Because we're scary. <laughs> no, because you guys are honestly, because you're just smart as fuck. Like, like speaking transparently, like two really strong, smart females um, never holds back in your opinion. And I've always. I don't know if I would look at this reference, but I always appreciate smart people, but usually smart people are funny people and they have a way to, and funny and humor is underrated because I think it's so powerful and mm-hmm. it's a great way to deliver your message. And Heidi has this gift of 
very dry sense of humor, but like really witty, really quick. Thank you. And it's and it's backed with like genuinely intellectual knowledge. Wow. And so it's it's yeah, it's Thank I always you. say it's kinda like my brother Tao would say this Norm McDonald humor. Where it seems <laughs> simple and dry, but then if you think about it, you're like, oh fuck, it took me a minute to understand what she's saying because I had to think about all that. Cause you can back it with cultural references and experience and like family experience and all this stuff. So it's I don't. I always love the turmeric tequila version of people where it's like yeah. kind of like me, like wild animal, whatever. But I love training and nutrition and whatever. Yeah. Like, so it's all things. So appreciate that. You're welcome. So so what is the what is the shift, or was it a couple of things, or was it like what did you feel like really pushed you out into like out of alignment into alignment again? I guess does um, that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think when I was coaching at Grandview, which I mean, I'd grown up, you know, as so a Grandview high school, yeah, yeah, Grandview high school. Um, I you know coached my entire life because that's how we made side money being you know playing lacrosse in college and what have you and then I had Colorado Rising Stars lacrosse my lacrosse company out of college um and I loved working with our young people and seeing them and learning from them every single day because they again the world's changing so fast and like their jokes and like their you know insight and their Mm -hmm. view of the world was always so impacting to me and um I just so valued that time and then when I quit coaching it was so far away and CrossFit was taking off and whatever Mm -hmm. I really miss that. I remember walking away from that being like, man, I, I feel like I could be impactful there. And they got a lot of it. I mean, I hope they did. I still keep in touch with some of them. And I'm like, I hope I can somehow keep that in my world. And then I had this constant nagging, um, not suspicion, but like drive to find a way to be more purposeful or do something bigger or what have you. And I've had life coaches that have been like, nah, nah that story. You know, that's everyone's right where they need to be, which I believe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, it's just been this underlying, like, there's something big. I know I can do something and not from an egotistical standpoint or, you know, I'm more worthy or anything like that. It's just like, there's something I got to do, like a race I got to train for, not as in speaking to life. Um, and so that's when I just kind of like opened up to what was coming in and like life coaches came in and mm-hmm. professional opportunity and fitness, you know, took over and, all things are a piece of puzzle, and I certainly, at times, it was, you know, five steps forward and three steps back, mm-hmm. and you progress it, and you get kicked back, and um, and again, that just goes back to, you got to be so conscious on who you surround yourself around and what environment you put yourself in, because it is so truly influential and right. impacting, that it's your responsibility to put yourself in those right environments, and so you can evolve. Um, so I would say coaching around, I think I was like 20 or 30 is when I really started to be like, okay, I know there's something bigger I want to understand things about myself, maybe spirituality, um, what's coming up in like heavier issues in our world from mm-hmm. immigration to, uh, you know, female reproductive rights. Climate and change. Let's climate put that change. in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> for, I'm going to give you the pedestal now. Um, but all these things, it's overwhelming, honestly, yeah. once you really get into it to be it like, is. man, there's a lot to do regardless of what side you're on. Um, if you want to have an opinion about anything, there's really a lot to know. Yeah. So it's, it's overwhelming. And it's exciting because I think our young people are having conversations that we started at 30 plus mm-hmm. at like 15. You, you think so? I genuinely do. That's cool. And it's unbelievable. I mean, I've, I've worked with, um, God, this one girl is starting up uh, a little nutrition company and, you know, she doesn't know how powerful she is and mm-hmm. like, she's so great at social media, but she's like, I've done this forever. I'm like, yes, but everyone you're working with hasn't. So your youth is to your advantage right yeah. now. So they don't, I don't, I'm, I won't say they as at all them. A lot of them don't know what. Sure. how their realities are real and how to like the generation for them that don't get it. So mm-hmm. there's value that can position themselves. Um, so yeah, I think we're on the upswing. Well, what do you think about value in mentorship? Because that is something that I, um, you know, I thought I was going to get at the university and I didn't get it. Um, and I was always seeking it. And, and what I 
realized is I still I still seek member mentorship and, and have some great mentors in my life, but I also realized that we are our mentors ourselves. Yeah. So one thing I realized in the corporate world that I didn't like and I saw of myself was um, I always had issues with these middle-aged office ladies. Yeah. They were super nasty to me. They wouldn't help me. They wouldn't um, guide me. And I was desperate for that. Mm-hmm. And in this last position, um, same thing happened. And, and I realized that I was becoming one of them. Yeah. Because I was working with college, young college women. Seventy percent of people in university setting right now are women. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. uh, it might be higher now. But um, I, I felt my role changing in that I, I saw um, myself turning into this sort of bitter person of like, oh, this young, you know, twenty-two year old. Um, it's going to get the job that I want. Like I felt that. And I remember getting treated that way. Yeah. And that was another factor for me of like, I need to get out of here because I need to mentor young women. And it I need to be someone you're not. Yeah. And I want to give them that opportunity. So I'm, I'm hoping that that didn't, that bitterness didn't show because now I have a few young women that I wouldn't say it's a mentorship. It's more of a friendship, but I am trying to open doors for them because I was desperate for that. Yeah. So did you feel that same way or did you have mentors or? Well, I think that's a really great point because I think, again, stemming back, people always ask, like, if you have to give self-description or whatever, I always say, like, human, athlete, uh, business person. And because I I really think we overlook the human piece of things. Mm, I love that. Well, yeah, at the base of it, we are all emotional animals, uh, men included. (laughs) And, And that's a major, if you're managing humans or being a teammate or in a relationship, like, that is the number one factor that has to be considered. Uh, personal, professional, whatever. And then the athlete piece, I always say, because that's how the world really digests in my head. Like it's, you know, I assimilate those things too, like plays in the game or being, you know, um, at halftime and having to make a play or being Mm. down and having to win even overtime, all those things. That's how things just work in my mind. So yes, I think that's why we were probably both drawn to CrossFit. Like I sought out that I'm a team animal, like that team, and you you show up and you work hard alongside somebody. You know, the second piece is you get to, you know, be fit, look good, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the real stimulation is having that community and having like-minded people to say, I'm showing up here just to be a better person and work out till I puke and whatever, (laughs) Um, which is a certain kind of person. And I... So yes, I, I can totally see where you, and that's why I appreciate that fitness environment because it's a filter yeah. that works for me. Um, the business like world that. and the corporate situation isn't really my vibe because as you just said, and you're not alone in that. I, I Again, I had a friend that just went through a similar situation where she's like, I can't find a way to get along with women. And she's not a woman that doesn't have other female friends or um, is hard to get along with or anything. I think it's still indicative of the older cultures, and yeah. like I said, I mean, like, 35-plus in the corporate space where they haven't evolved to where I think our young people are, where women can support women, and we can have an honest conversation and be like, dude, you really pissed off, pissed me off today, or, you know what, we're competition now. Like, yeah. we trained alongside each other at Front Range, and... and you kicked my ass. Well, yeah, but it was never... I hope you never felt like it was, like, competitive. Like, no, because I was never on, your, <laughs> never on your level. Well, no, but it's not even like that. But every day you show you up in the class, yeah. you train. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I trained with my competition that I was, mm-hmm. you know, going alongside at regionals. And, like, I love you. We compete. But I, I, I still root for you. And I yeah. still train with you hard every day. So you train with me. And we make each other better. Yeah. Um, and, it, and that wasn't a conscious thought so mm-hmm. much. I mean, it's still there. But I think you can have both. I think you can be I competitive. I think men do it all the time. Yeah. You can be competitive, have an honest conversation, want to win, and then walk away and go have a beer and be like, how's your world? How's your family? What are you doing in business? How can I help you? I'm still going to cheer you on, even on the, but let the best person win. Do you think it'd be a rosé, though, not a beer? 
Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, tequila, <laughs> tequila to be honest. Yeah, 100%. No I worries. agree with that. I think that that's interesting. And I think I'm still seeking that, honestly. And so I, I think I'm still evolving in that. Like, I told you I swam this morning a couple times just so I'd get a gold star. You got a gold star. <laughs> okay, thanks. But I'm training with um, people who are doing triathlons. and Oh, see, that's huge. It's huge. I'm not doing them. I'm swimming for the love of it, which is so weird to them because we're here in Colorado and everyone's training for shit. Yeah. It, but it's like, I, no, I'm, I'm just here because I'm enjoying it. But what I realized I missed and what I loved about CrossFit is that team element. because community. Yeah, because I was like, I, I got in late. You have to get out at a certain time. And I stopped and I had time to do another lap. It's in a lake. And there was these two ladies that were like, um, well, we're not sure if we should go or not. And I was like, well, I'll go with you. Um, and they looked at me like I was crazy. But yeah. I was like, no, no, like, we'll, we'll swim together. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll wait for you to get out of the water. And they still didn't really, like, engage with me. Like, I wanted like, more. I was just weirdo. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, oh, let's be a team. <laughs> <laughs> You're my friends. Come swim hey, with ladies. <laughs> um, and that, that's another thing I like about the tri community, even though I'm not a a triathlete there's people of all different like um sizes and backgrounds and I, I just love it so I was like really trying to engage in that didn't happen but um th- that was something that I was like oh I, I'm still seeking sort of a community absolutely element so I'm still looking for that and I got that out of CrossFit and yeah. I, I still don't I still don't have it well I've gotten back into it because of that okay. and thankfully my dad's still at a gym so I love being in that community it's a great people and I still go back to front range when I can it's far from me but no I think it really does nurture the soul mm-hmm. and I think taking care of those pieces helping your family life helping your personal yeah. life helping all these other things that like, that was something I really had to learn was to take time and like actually be like what do I need for me like yeah. that was really it sounds so simple and dumb but to really I'm like dumb. the more I took care of me the more the better my business could be the better my training at the gym could be the better my relationships could be because I fulfilled something that was more my subconscious. I didn't Mm -hmm. know it was that important, but I do think community and my people that I do operate, you know, at a very high intellectual level and, you know, they have high intellectual conversations. They need that stimulation. Yeah. So you go to fitness, but I mean, they really is. It's lawyers, doctors, first responders. I mean, it's it's a different, I wouldn't even say better or worse. It's a different level of human that are seeking certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you're more of a relaxed human and you like more chill and you can go to a coffee shop and just vibe. Whatever it is for you, I don't think there's right or wrong. Like identifying what that is for you to to seek out that community. Because that's very, that's a human behavior. That's not a Heidi behavior or a Kale behavior. That's everybody needs that. Well, and I think we need to move past the, the idea that like, and I think this is hard when you work in a nine to five, mm-hmm. um, speaking from someone who's drinking tequila in the middle of the day. Hey, so sorry. We've worked for this. Life choice. Um, but I think that you have to stop defining that like your work is like your office life is your only community. Like if you are stuck in an office job and you're trying to get out or, or that's your thing and you define yourself by that, it's great for you. That's not your only community. Right. There, There is other ways to define yourself like outside of your job. What we're lucky with is that our job is aligning with everything we want to do. Yeah. And that's a true, it's a true privilege, honestly, but it's, it's a benefit of all the work we've done. And we were talking about this as we're pouring tequila um, <laughs> in that we, we have put in a lot of work into making this happen and also rearranged our mindset to to being these people. To embracing it. Yeah. Because I do think, yeah, you can look around and be like, oh, I don't have this and like this victim mentality or like this isn't working out or I'm seeing repeat patterns and mm-hmm. truly the end of the day, most of the time you are that common denominator whatever the situation oh is. Gosh, so yeah. you have to embrace those things and not be a victim even if stuff you feel like is working against you. But if you can really pull back and be like, what do I actually want? And then you look at your life and you're like, man, these things, if I could make a million dollars off a podcast and talking about shit I care about yeah. or – um, championing women in the sports community or great leaders or fitness and wellness entrepreneur, whatever. 
if that's what I care about and I have any shred of that in my world, pull back and really embrace that and not really knowing the how. How am I going to make a million dollars? How am I going to do this? But just knowing like this is what I want and if this is what I could do every single day, this is where I think I'd be most purposeful in the world is huge. It is and it's scary. I mean, it is. like honestly, like I true transparency I don't own a house um my we live more minimalist lifestyle which is such a millennial <laughs> does it count I, uh, I we're right on the cost clusters <laughs> yeah I wrote an article about that I called myself a millennial and then I did some research I'm like oh, okay I, maybe I'm not. I might have to change that we have tendencies yeah yeah I, I, I mean millennial I think we'll be put in a different category eventually but I I do think that like I have been at the point in this business where I'm like, I have $0 in my bank account, but it's a mindset thing. And that's what I'm learning through coaching. It's not just me like really switching my mindset to like, I'm not a corporate person, right? I am building my business. I am great at this and continually saying that so that then you don't have that. um, It's kind of scary, but again, it, it kind of goes with your wild animal mentality where it's like, I'm not going back to that. Yeah. So I'm not going back to a cubicle. I, There's I, no other way. I think I would die. Yeah, you have to. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's no <laughs> other way. We know for sure now. So even if I have zero dollars, it's like, okay, but every single day I'm moving towards 100K. Right. My well, goal, you know? I, I think if you really fully embrace the idea that your time is finite, mm. you can make mil- a bunch of money, you can do whatever you want, but at the end of the day, if you had, let's say, five years, 15 years, 100, well, not 100, let's, we'll go 20 years left. If you spent five of those working towards someone else's cause you didn't care about. Oh, yeah. Like, if you could, after you pass away, you could look back like, at this timeline in your life and be like, man, I wasted five years doing that. Yeah. Oh, but I walked away with 100K. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Or 500K if it was five years, whatever. It doesn't matter because, you. Do, I mean, then you pull back to, like, what do I really need? Like, I want money so I can, yes, there's absolutely a practical bottom line yeah. of I got to pay bills. I got a family. I got a husband. I got mm-hmm. this. I got a dog. <laughs> whatever it is. But... What is the cost-benefit analysis within that to where if you really look at the amount of life you have left, Mm -hmm. that you're giving that time and energy to something that may not really be meaningful to you. So I think Mm. if you can get by and pay your bills, because I do think the minimalist way is the way to go because at the end of the day, we don't need a lot. I love nice things Mm. and I aspire to live in a rap video, but if (laughs) you don't... If you don't really need it and you know that what you're truly giving up for some of those things, I don't think most people would do it. And I think this dream that we've been sold, even in our generation, of what we're supposed to be is still – it's a constant everyday um, awareness to be aware that, well, I'm supposed to be doing this. Well, I don't care. I'm supposed to own a house. Well, no, you're not. You're not supposed to be doing anything right now. And if you get to the spiritual side, it's like, nah, bitch, you right where you need to be, so check yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, but us is kind of like type A-ish for me, personality. You're like, well, no, I'm going to do I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do right, more. I'm going to train right. harder. I'm going to do, do this. But it's, no, like, why don't you breathe and let go? Yeah. It is where it's supposed to be. Well, I think you need to remove those check boxes of the, the reality of what you think you're supposed to do. Like you said, we're sort of sold this idea. We went to college. Um, as for me, I'm still paying off undergrad. So debt, am I. Which absolutely. Is that's absolutely. Insane. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And, and actually that's another reason why leaving the university system was good for me. I, I'm a big advocate of higher ed. I think yeah. you, you should do it if you can afford it or if you have a plan, but, um, I didn't understand what I was getting into. We and, just did what we were supposed to. Yeah. That's life. That's and, the generation. Exactly. And so again, not against higher ed, but you really do need to have a, a financial plan, um, of what, what you're going to get out of it. Well, getting back to know what you actually want to do. Yeah. Does and what do you, you know want to do? Team, no, but if you want to be an influencer, man, you go and forget that call. You don't need it. I promise. Like you, you could just be out there. Um, but that's where I think the point of influencers. Like I tease on it just because it, it is my business at this point, and we were doing this long before it was a thing. But 
that impact of environment and people you listen to, it doesn't mean they need to have a million followers, but that immediate environment, that influence that's mm-hmm. on you, your world, your heart matters. It does. So if you can't pull back and one, let the good stuff in and two, be aware when the stuff isn't serving you, it, it's it's critical in your long term of what you're going to do. Um, so I'm with you in like, I think college and higher education was an absolute privilege. I'm so thankful mm, I had those experiences and I got to play sports and met some of the best friends in my life. Absolutely. But I still keep it. And it's, yeah. it's invaluable to me. And I obviously value education. Is it indicative of what I do now? I actually think that it is. Yeah. Communications um, degree. Dude, Come one on. of, what's funny is I actually was a, a business major and I, my last year, I was a fifth year because I tore my ACL red shirt. Mm-hmm. And I had to switch my major to make my lacrosse practice. And I remember feeling so nervous to tell my parents. I'm like, I'm not going to go to the business school. I'm just going to be a – not just. I'm going to be a comm major. And then fast forward 15 years. That's all you do. It's, it, it is right – again, university, it's, it's, it was all the knowledge and the skills from back then that have prepped me for what I'm doing now. Absolutely. And it's crazy how that – but I was so – like scared to be like, I'm not going to do this because yeah. my dad came from business. I saw the success and I knew I love business. I love everything. Business. And you're good at it. I'm good at it, but I love like the good side of it and uh, the opportunity that's there. Like the money, money propels things forward, whether mm-hmm. we love it or hate it. So if we can provide some social responsibility and consciousness. I think we couple that with good businesses and we can really make social change anyways. Um, but it's funny how that kind of kicks you in the right direction. Yeah, it um, does. But I don't think every kid necessarily needs to go into debt and do the college thing. That's mm-hmm. not their jam. No, no. Uh, what I was looking, I, I'm a total writer and I have all these I notes here and taking is. notes. But, um, so I'm, so I'm taking a course right now with Joshua Boswell, Joshua T. Boswell. And one of the things he says that like really hit me was that money is stored value. Which is like, whoa, I don't know why that, I, I wasn't raised thinking that and I, I didn't hear that in any business class I've ever taken, but it's like, okay, so if money is stored value and we're exchanging it for certain things, what is the value you're getting out of it? And, and it's totally changed the way I think about money yep. and it's also changed the way I think about business. So like what value am I bringing to businesses by talking about sustainability or climate change and what value am I bringing to people if they're spending time with me, it's all, it's all about how am I creating value for people and how are they giving me value? Because it's so hard too, coming from you know a scarcity mentality with money to to think of it like, well, I don't know if I uh, I have enough to give, but it's it's a value. So it's that's all it is. Yep. And that that's hard to switch, especially when you don't have a lot of it. You're like, well, I don't know if I can I can. But do you change. have enough? I have enough. Always. And yeah. But we didn't grow up that way. It's no. always more is more. Yeah, that's Again. the American mentality. Right. And yeah. letting go. With, and I don't think you need to let go of that. But I heard. We randomly at I went to Creekside Elementary. Shout out! We had this <laughs> random mentor speaker come. I can't even remember what it was, and somehow uh, I think I talked my parents into going to it, or maybe they did. Anyways, there was a guy that came and he told stories about like mentorship and life and what have you. And God, this was shoot thirty years ago, and I remember this story he told back then. I had to have been like have between to find him. eight and ten. I have no idea, but he the story was. Um, there was this artist and he was a phenomenal artist. Nobody knew who he was, anything. And he was so good. He could paint counterfeit $20 bills. So he'd paint these $20 bills. And one day he went to the store and bought turnips, which is weird. I don't know why they use that, but anyways, (laughs) bought turnips and in the produce section and they were, his hands got wet pulling them out of the produce section. So he put the turnips in the bag and he went to go ring up. He gave the $20 bills over when his hands were a little wet. So the cashier register, uh, noticed that some of the paint was dripping off. Otherwise, it was they wouldn't have, would never thought anything. It worked a million times from prior, and he ended up getting arrested. And even though they were really great counterfeit bills, 
they it, it just so happened he got busted. Mm-hmm. The point of the story is that he uh, they went to his house to seize his property and do whatever it was. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, and they looked at the art that he had there, and he goes, "These paintings are worth millions of dollars." Why did he waste his time painting these counterfeit 20s when his paintings are worth millions of dollars? Oh, shit. And I always think about that because you, you kind of think you have to do what you need to to get by, but you could be really missing the value in doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're getting caught up in the wrong things and now you've got these million-dollar paintings that would have paid for your whole future, but you got caught up painting $20 bills. That's brilliant. And we need to find who told that story, honestly, because think about how that... Oh, speaking of influencers, think yes. about that. You were eight years old. And it, it changed my perspective on so much. It did. But yeah, I don't want to cut you off. Keep no, going. no. That's all I was going to say is like the energy there of like... I don't waste time on something that you don't want to do. And again, we've both learned from these experiences of like, oh my gosh, this was totally the wrong thing. And and I think we can beat ourselves up for that. And like, uh, there was a moment, well, not a moment, let's call it, my husband would say it was more like a six months moment <laughs> where I was feeling really sad and regretful of this path that I thought I was taking. And um, professionally. Yeah, professionally. And um, I still learned a lot from it. Like you said, you don't regret anything that's mm-hmm. happened. And I, I, you have to live by that too. Like you are learning something. Yeah. Um, but you can't waste enough time to be like, I have a million dollars and now there, you know, a million dollars stored in my attic. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it. Cause you're, you've been in this corporate life for so long and you, you're not, you will never get back that time. No, you won't. And so you do have to assess, especially if you're in a privileged, but, Privileged position that tequila it's getting we she just refilled you read my mind literally <laughs> but but it, you do have to get to the point where you are um looking no <laughs> she's refilled sure. oh there's I, a little you, bit more you finished yours I gotta catch up I know no, I drank I drank no I drank tequila last night in prep for this yes um but but you do have to start realizing the value that you can bring to the world and I think that that's kind of where we're at now where. We're at this point, and, and we were sort of bragging about it, and I don't want to devalue that. Like, yes, we're privileged, but also we have worked really hard to get to where we are. Absolutely. In our in our certain scenario. So, um, and that's not to minimize anyone else's hardships or anything like that, but we have worked hard. We have experienced a lot of things that have brought us to this point. Well, and I, I think on that point, timing is everything. So Absolutely. even when you think you're ready and you might be worthy, deserving, what have you, and I think, I, I mean, I've struggled with this, and maybe you have as well. Um, I know I've done a lot of work and I absolutely privileged to be at a point. And with that privilege, I think comes responsibility. Absolutely. So since I've had certain things and I've also not had certain things, both sides, but I do think I'm in a position where like, yeah, I've, I've, I've been blessed with stuff. I mm-hmm. have responsibility to get yeah, back and absolutely. I would love nothing more than to do that. Um, I was at a, in college, I remember one of my teammates went to Target and she didn't have her credit card on or something. And the girl behind her paid for her bill and she came uh. to practice and told us, None of us have forgot that. And then about so two cool. months ago, I was with Whole Foods with my mom, and some guy's credit card didn't work, and she just swiped her card, and she's like, don't worry about it, and just pay it's for his amazing. bill. amazing. And it's, it's small things, but I've just been like, if I can be so blessed to have those resources in that moment to help someone's world, mm-hmm. that restores their faith in humanity, that people care. It might be 15 bucks, it might be 20 bucks, it might be $5, or 5000 I don't know. But like those little pivotal points to like inspire someone being like, Nada, you don't know me, but I actually care. And mm-hmm. I've been there. I understand. Like... College, I had no money. Like, there's weeks now where I'm like, okay, we want to get this, but how are we going to do it? Like, it's it's, it's never far away, but we have. We do have more than 90% of the world. So yeah. there's, we've been gifted these things, so now we do something about it. We do something with it. Um, 
Well, let's talk about responsibility because I think, uh, I mean, it does align with what I'm trying to write about, but I think one of the things that we've talked about before is that, um, oh you yeah, gotta cheer. you guys got to cheers on the refill. Yeah, like, you got to yeah. say it in Spanish because it's tequila. Oh, what is it? Salud. Salud. Oh, oh man. See, and yeah. I took Spanish for seven years. Judge mm. accordingly. Well, we will talk about that on another time. Here we go. But yeah. I think one of the things that happened to me at UPS, and I think it happens to a lot of people that get start getting involved in social responsibility, is that you get overwhelmed. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, you see all these things that once you lean into it. Oh my gosh! Speaking of <laughs> leaning into the mic, yeah. once you once you start leaning into those things and you start getting overwhelmed, it's I would recommend like it's sort of like business where you're like there's so many things and there's so many people coming at you with like business ideas or like, I'm going to coach you or things like that with social responsibility. You really need to pick one or two things that you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, otherwise you get overwhelmed and, and that's just like business. So I think like, I remember learning about all these, these awful things that are happening into the world. It, it UPs like genocide, um, sexual abuse, all these terrible things. Sex trafficking. So, yeah. It's it's just dark stuff. We don't even, again, we don't like as negligent we are around nutrition we are equally as negligent as, not that I'm putting these things on equal platforms, but around sex trafficking, political yeah, places in our, in our country, country. All of it. Like, we, did, a lot of it's just not talked about. So you get you get overwhelmed. And then you're like, so I can't do anything. And I think that's sort of where our political state is at. I'm not yeah. going to go there too far. But I will say that if you're overwhelmed, pick one thing. Yeah. So for me, it, it's single-use plastic for sure. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's sustainability in branding in general. So, like, what is your brand doing to not use as much plastic? Yeah. Um, you know, are you bringing your own stuff? I have my own straw. I have my own cutlery. Stuff like that that, like, feels really dumb and small. But, like, those are the things that make me not want to lose my mind yeah. when it comes to, like, I don't know what to do. So, and right. that's the same with business. You pick your path and start going that way. Because if you don't, you're going to get overwhelmed. Um, so if your thing is, you know, animal justice, if it's, um, we have a little doggy sitting under the table here, we're we're both big on animal stuff, um, or recycling, climate change, something, pick something, one or two things so that you're not overwhelmed. Um, I would encourage, and I'm completely with you because the same thing again with nutrition and fitness, like there's so much I have to work on. There's so much I can change. Mm. It's like, okay, I don't want to do it then. Counting macros, doing this, do whatever. And I don't want to. Yeah. You know, compare a simple thing to a very complicated thing. But the the baseline of the approach is similar. And I would say instead of looking at as looking at it as uh overwhelming, that it's opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like there's opportunity everywhere. Yeah. And yes, you're not gonna save the world in every single angle, but just like business, if you can be good at one thing and then outsource and have strategic partnerships, build your team like yeah. your CrossFit crew or whatever. around you that are doing those things and collectively you can work towards a greater good in Mm -hmm. each of your respective spaces that's huge and I do think it's possible mostly because our younger people or people that are in the mix that are questioning a better way are that's a little crazy that's the tequila open (laughs) yeah that's weird open to um this new ideologies of doing things differently Maybe it's not for the bottom line. I mean, if I had a no. billion dollars in the account, my account right now, and I was working out just every single day, and I knew at my age I had not done what I wanted to do, it wouldn't be worth that million or billion or whatever amount because I hadn't spent my time the way I really wanted to. And that's why all the struggles I appreciate. And I know everything, every piece of experience I've done thus far is positioning me for to be useful for the next thing, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And you look at your knowledge and your cultural experience, your travels, and your passions for these things that were a thing way before they were a thing. Yeah. For me, that's quote-unquote influencer marketing. For mm. you, sustainability cool. and 
I didn't know it was single-use plastics. And it's water, too, but... Okay. Well, fun fact about straws. My Her angle is cash. <laughs> mine is Botox. You don't want to, like, squint your lips on a straw, so just get rid of them all the way. Save your, <laughs> save your Botox money. Um, hey, that's a good... Actually, I like that. That's good marketing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and I meant to bring up a story before. I always bring, like, the hip-hop basic cultural references to the table. All right. Um, but Ladies' Night is a show on salt and pepper. On mm. BET, I love it. I'm a massive salt and pepper now? fan. Yeah, okay. it's on right now. And Can they, you get it on Hulu? Because I don't have regular television. Uh, I don't know. I still have Xfinity. Judge accordingly. I know. Oh, I'm gonna let. Savings. I'm gonna cut that be soon. That's right. But um, so it's on there. And Cheryl James Salt was like, you know, because they, they have, you know, their group dynamic is tough. They've been mm-hmm. in the business 35 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, respect my strong females. I mean, that's that's a tough creative space to manage. That's why most bands break up. But. She's like, you know, there's something she said that was really poignant. She's like, there is a difference between me being Cheryl James and me being Salt. Mm. When you confuse the two, like, Salt is my job. It's what I love, but I am Cheryl James. Like, when you confuse the two, like, it being one thing, it, it, it messes with things. And that's something my job, my purpose, whatever, has become so much my identity. Mm-hmm. I've now learned it can be two separate things. I'm Kristen that's Olsen, hard. Kale, yeah. and I do all these things, but I still have to be, again, that human first. Yeah. Um, so to go back to the causes and being overwhelmed, if you can pull back and be like, okay, I'm human first. I care about this. I'm going to do what I can here. I'm going to be aware of all these other things, mm-hmm. but make one small step forward towards what I really care about. Then I think that's where you can be most impactful. And it aligns. It really yeah. does align. Like I said, like the, the water and the single use pla- plastic are important to me, but also I want to work with brands that believe in that. Yeah. And so it can all align eventually. Like I was telling you, I go to the Dominican Republic once a year, maybe more to work with an organization down there that works in education and water and sanitation. So that's volunteer. That's completely volunteer, but um, it it aligns with who I want to be and the brand that I want to build. So I think it can align. I'm not trying to like make money off of it per se, but like it's important, but it'll come again. If you look, if you can be looking over your grave at your timeline and be like, Oh, I spent X amount of years in Dominican Republic doing this. Mm-hmm. Damn, you know what? I wish I would have done more. Yeah. Like, I, I know, I think, I mean, maybe this to me. I'll look back and be like, oh, no, girl, you should have had more tequila. Go have more fun. <laughs> you can work whenever. Like, you don't need that much. I would, I, I know I just have this suspicion. It's where it's, you look back and you're like, oh, I should have worked harder. I should have worked 60 hours. Worse. No. I think you'll mm-hmm. look back and be like, no, I should have had fun. I should have stayed at that party longer. I should have yeah. this. I mean, with balance. But <laughs> I don't, I don't think that. I don't know. I think that way you can't, even though it doesn't measure on your bottom line in your bank account, it measures in your heart and your soul mm. piece. And feeding that is more impactful than you making a million dollars or whatever. 100%. the time you spent that you could have been doing that in a corporate situation. 100%. It's huge. And that, that does make you a, an influencer in your own way. And, and yeah. I know we're running out of time, but I would say... We're not running out of time. Oh, we're okay. Cool. Yeah. No. no when, when you come down to wanting to be an influencer, like what I've, I've actually read a lot about this lately the we can talk about millennials or the younger generation than millennials now are actually going back towards like using Instagram and they don't even use Facebook. I was actually sitting by these two 16 year olds at a Rockies game two nights ago. And they were like, they were not excited about sitting next to me and my husband at first, but then my husband (laughs) bought them lemonades and they were very excited (laughs) about it. But I was, I was actually trying to teach Joel. Well, I told them to ask anyone that passed by and they were all CrossFit guys in our lane or row, by the way. Keep mind I'm a CrossFit so we can make fun. Yeah. But they were like, I told the kids, kids, mm, the teens to 
Asked for like a a tax for every time oh, someone walked out. Yeah, Hell yeah, yes. that's a thing. They were like so annoyed. They were on the end of the, the row and they were standing up and sitting down. <laughs> and I was like, "You guys have to ask for a sip tax." And they they finally got it. Of course, they got it out of my husband, who was like the nicest person in the world when it comes to like young people. <laughs> anyway, he bought them like ten dollar lemonades. Oh Point. my dude. Yeah, but anyway, I was talking about them about what they're into. They're sixteen, okay, um, and they grew up in Arvada, which is where I grew up. And they're like, I've never logged into Facebook. Really? Never. Wow. I've never logged into Instagram. I think I have an account. Mind-blowing, right? And I use Snapchat for everything. See, I thought Snapchat was dying. Me too. Again, these are just these two young guys that I was talking to. Okay. And then and then we were talking. It was really cool because um, uh, shout out to their parents who raised them well. Um, we were talking about plastic because they are drinking out and lemonade out of this plastic thing. And they were like drinking out of the straw. And they are like, yeah, this is a turtle killer. And I'm like, yes, yeah, we didn't know this shit at six. I mean, this exactly. is this what I'm talking about. Oh my god, this warms my heart. Okay, yeah. So I was like, on. so what would you do about it? I was like, for me, like I was just like, you know, shooting. Man, they opened up them. a beast on this. So I'm glad you got your lemonade players. Yeah, I was like, interview. there's no vodka in that, kiddos. <laughs> Um, but they're like, they're like, yeah, we leave early so that we can responsibly drive home. It was really cool. But um, were they actually drinking? No, no, no. Oh, okay. they drove like they, one of them said he had a car and. Um, so they were like true 16. They were, they were super, super cool at their, for their age for talking to me. But, um, they were saying that and then they said two things that made me think. So the Snapchat thing was very interesting to yeah. me. Um, their IPO was, I mean, it was huge and then they died. Anyways, keep and going. They were totally not looking at influencers. They were looking at like girls. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And then they both <laughs> told me this. They said, um, I, I was asking them if they were able to vote in the next election. Because I was like, are you excited? Because I was so excited. I remember just being so excited to be able to vote. And they said, not in the next one. Because they were at that that age where they weren't, like, cut yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But they said, I'm not going to vote. Both of them. And I said, why? What? And this is what killed me. My mom and dad don't vote. Really? And I was like, what do your parents do? Like, maybe, I don't know, whatever. My mom's a dean of a school. Oh, and, good. So then no one's voting. Perfect. Influencer. And then the other kid, I, I think his mom owns a business. And I was just like... Wow. wow. Think about that for influence and like responsibility. I was like, okay, A, social media is changing every day. Better like take note. And second, you have so much responsibility to influence the next generation to change the world. So they're talking, we're talking about plastic and they have these ideas of like Dude. edible straws for turtles. But then they're like, oh, I'm not floating. It doesn't matter. I died. I was like, you guys. Do it, like learn, and that like they were talking about certain sides of political wow. uh, people, but they were like, "I'm not going to vote because my mom doesn't vote." And she said, "It doesn't matter." I kid you not. Wait, what was your response to that? Honestly? I said, "I think you should make your own decisions." And would you think they were receptive to your response? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and I was like, yeah, she "No more lemonade, for you asshole." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, when I we had been, I think I said this. We had pickle shots. Yeah. But, so I was like getting to like the drunk <laughs> lady side yeah. where they're like, okay, uh, should we listen to this lady? But I was like, I didn't want to get overly passionate about something. Um, but so, I was okay. like really, I was like, wow, I'm learning a lot from this because these are young people and they're going to influence the world that I live in as an old person. And also, wow. Yeah. So a couple of, couple of viewpoints on that. One, I'm actually very excited to hear that parents still have impact in their kids' lives. Like mm -hmm. kids are still listening to them, which mm -hmm. I totally do. And there's a reason I love like, Influencer marketing was a thing way before it was what it is now. It's, it wasn't called that. Now right? it's now it's a paid word of mouth. So yeah. it's I go to this and I'm telling you what to do. It's what I, I you know I went to your sister your mom for my you know 
hairdressing or seamstress yeah, or whatever because they're great. Now I'm getting paid to say that. So you have to like filter that. But I, it, I think I love it so much because I know how powerful it is and the opportunity that's there. Influencer does not have to be booty model with a million followers. It can absolutely be and is leader in the community, mm. teacher, uh, hairdresser, whatever. Anytime you have that time to speak to someone for 30 minutes, like if you pull back and if you go to get your hair done, get your nails done, go to the chiropractor, that is log time where you're one-on-one with oh, someone. Yeah. You might have more FaceTime with that person than your family. True. Like you have dinner at night and there might be like four or five of you or maybe three of you, so that time is diluted. That's one-on-one time. that It is paid for, but like that communication happens probably if you're doing your hair, you know, every eight to six to eight weeks, maybe a little more, uh, <laughs> more frequent than that if you're going blonde. You yeah, but it's... That, that point of influence is so incredible and it goes back to our conversation around environment impact and like what it it will impact your thoughts regardless of who you are. And not just, and this is something I want to dive into and this is a minor pivot, but um, on your purchasing power, which the companies care about and your power in the community, which we all care about, but mostly your personal thoughts. Like people let go of influencers is like, oh, they're making me buy, you know, this gator or this electrolyte powder or this tequila or whatever. But really, if this if, if, if someone's watching, you know, fitness influencers, whatever, they don't understand that they're they might be buying all the stuff they're slaying, and they might be thinking, God, they're so skinny, I'm not that. Mm. It's what are the influence? What is the influence on your own personal thoughts? If your Absolutely. parents are saying, I don't vote, and they cause you to not vote, that it's is insane. massive. That's a massive yeah. influence. So influencer marketing, it gets digested. It's responsibility. Really, yes, the simple thing, but it's it's really. Huge. <laughs> And there's my dog. She's security. She is. Um, it, I, and that's why I, I think it's, and switching the point on that, I think it's so important to embrace uh, your relationships, positive thinkers, speakers, people that have influence in the community, because the power is there. Oh, it's huge. And if you yeah. can find the right people to say things the right way without agenda, and that's great if you're getting paid. I'm not against that. Mm-mm. Just know who you're working with and why. Yeah. But recognize the responsibility, like you just said, that's within that because it really does matter. Mm-hmm. Whether they purchase your product or not, great. I'm in business. We'll get there. But really, it's, it's Value. are yeah. they going to vote or are they not going to vote? Are yeah. they going to feed turtles edible straws? That's phenomenal. That yeah. kiddo should embrace that. Um, but that's those that, that pivot point is, I think, where society is going to change for the better. I hope so. I, I do because I think like I would love to be an influencer, not necessarily But online. you already are an influencer. Absolutely. Well, thank you. It's not the thing is people get swept up and I'm not an influencer unless I have X amount of following. Right. No, it's quality versus quantity. I like and that. And if you actually, what's funny is like the agencies, I always kind of give them a hard time because they're Googling it. They're new. They've always done things traditional ways, so they don't fully usually get it from mm-hmm. my experience. And what they're trying to see, what they're starting to see now is they like the influencers that have between about 2,500 and 10K hmm. because their audience is more dialed in. They're listening to them. It's not, the impact isn't as big, but they're more likely to respond to what you're saying. And that's yeah. very obvious. That well, makes a lot of sense. And I think that that generation is, the influencers that are in that generation are moving away from like modeled shoots. I read mm-hmm. an article about this too, where they're like really doing like almost like extremely goofy posts, like very yeah. Humor is huge. Yeah. I just did a photo shoot. Not interrupting, but wait till you see some photos. They're D-bag AF. But they're perfect (laughs) because it's a juxtaposition of like heavy message with silly photo. But carry on. No, that's fine. I was just going to say it's the same thing where it's like you have to be real instead of like polished in front of this turquoise wall with like this special like thing in your hand where it's like very, very real. And people are responding to that more because that was the origin of social media to begin with. Well, and guess what? It's not rocket science. Our young people want authenticity. Yeah, they grew up with this. Yeah, so they don't want to be sold some bullshit, a dream, a product, uh, a way of living, a service. 
They want just to be like, oh, you're actually funny and you're real cool. And mm-hmm. they will see through it. Like, literally, that blows my mind. 16-year-olds can be, oh, they knew about plastics and straws and, again, like, edible straw for turtle. Like, I'm genuinely impressed with that. <laughs> That's not conversations we had. So they see through all your bullshit. I sort of forced on it, like like a teacher. I was like, so, what do you guys think about that? Oh, you're right. And you're questioning if you're an influencer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, kids. But it was funny because, like, they, they were sitting there and they were very, like, it was. It's just so interesting watching their behaviors because they were like yeah. Snapchatting and also Googling stats. It was a, a really cool experience, and I was like, I gotta talk to these guys because I knew they were annoyed at first when we were like, uh, we're. I think you're sitting in our seats. Oh, never mind. We're gonna be weird. And then then we started chatting, and it was great. It was so cool to talk to them. Um, and and yeah, I guess be an influencer in some weird way. It'd be like, yeah, you guys should vote. Dude, that's a huge. That's a huge yeah. impact. I, I hope it sticks in their brain. You're coming in. I think it will because I. You're coming in a space where you're not selling. It's all authentic. No. You don't give a fuck. Like there's no agenda there other than to be like, I want to know what you have to say and what your point of view is. Yeah. I I think our young people see that. That's genuinely right yeah. to faith. Yes. Yeah. And I, I and they have an educated opinion. Not all of them. And <laughs> there's some, a laziness factor, but for the most part, they information is instantaneous. All the time. So yeah. I do think they are more aware than they even know. And their opi- opinions are formulated from a space that is relatively well educated and yeah. or experienced. Because they, they are in the mix way more than older generations. It's it's like constant in front of them. Yeah. So as an influencer, you have, again, back to the responsibility. You have a responsibility to them and to like the causes that you believe in. Not to just sell them crap. No. But like to really help them connect to something that they believe in. I mean, I, yeah, honestly, I wish I could have, I don't, it was a uh, Christian and Jack, but like, I would, I would have loved to talk to their parents a little bit, not about voting, but like it. just, just to learn more about how they raise these kids. And they were so polite and, and, and nice kids to, to also learn about what, what they're, how you like raise a kid right now, yeah. you know? So. And what's funny is, and that's the irony I think where we're at, like these are, it sounds like they're phenomenal parents and good kiddos and these are the ones aren't voting. Yeah. They're, these are probably the people need voting the most. Teachers, like, deans what, of schools. As, you're on the front lines. Oh, you're on the front lines of the next me. generation. But they were, they were feeling um, disenfranchised and mm. like it didn't matter. And I, and what I said was, and we're in Colorado here, so I said, you know, a really good example of like how the vote matters is how marijuana got legalized in Colorado. Like yeah. it was literally people going out into the streets science petition type of thing was that the base of it yes. like i just i did watch it my goal this year is to watch and be involved in the election come 2021 as much as possible watch both nights of the democratic debate and then i'll watch Ooh, the republican debate oh no i watched all of it and it's it, it i mean i can't lie i love getting my news from snl and kathleen hoda now jenna okay. hoda i know <laughs> but I, I think the again the humor is you you don't you do get the silly view but it's not that far off i got it from yeah. my perspective. Oh, the humor is great. Anyways, it was it was good to watch all of it. And I I do, I think it's so important for people to really jump in more than ever. Hmm. We are like those parents though. I mean, yeah. at least maybe I am. Again, you didn't watch the debate. I did consciously because I had to, in my mind it's something I committed to, even though I didn't really want to. I don't think we're far off from them. Yeah. I don't think most of our community that are educated have something to say have influence and and I say educated it's not even schooling, it's just experience in like, life. Yeah. Um they don't, you do, you get overwhelmed and you do feel disenfranchised and you do feel disconnected. Like it doesn't matter. But I think you have to like pull back to that fluffy zone and take faith that like it actually does matter. It does matter. And I think there, there are a lot of examples of that. I mean, um, another thing I know I'm, I'm not trying to harp on this, but it's my thing. Single use plastic. A lot of people are banning it now. Go with it. Yeah. Yeah. People are banning it now. Um, 
I think that, that there are really tangible examples of how it works. But I will say this, like, if you're not going to vote in the national elections, I would say at least vote in the, like, local. Yeah. Because that is where you can really see the change, where you can, like, vote for a council person or, like, be like, I'm going to, like, even in my little town of Englewood, not, like, try and support not using plastic bags in these grocery stores, whatever, that's where you can really see it. Mm -hmm. um, if you're really, like, disenfranchised by the whole electoral college or whatever, you can see changes on different levels. So yeah. I will be done with the voting thing now. Um, no, 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 you don't have to be done. I, I actually <laughs> think it's really all of a conversation because, again, it's a similar approach to same problems. It's overwhelming. Nutrition's overwhelming. Marketing's mm -hmm. overwhelming. Business agenda, personal. It's all overwhelming. Yeah. I think you have to champion those small steps. Yeah. And then re realize I'm never going to be a professional politician. I'm never going to be a professional. Yeah, too late. <laughs> Republican, Democratic, whatever it is, nothing. But if I can just make those small changes in my life yeah. as a quote-unquote influencer, because at the end of the day, everybody's an influencer. Someone is always watching you, whether you have five people or 50,000 or a million you're impacting someone's world in what you do it's all true. the time, every day. And that's great. And you should champion that because you can be the best yourself, your, your best version of yourself and help make their world a little bit better, however they digest that. But I think if you can pull back from that overwhelming opportunity that's in front of you and say, okay, I'm going to recycle. When I'm at a coffee shop, I take mm. my straw or I ask for yes. no straw and I put it in the recycle. Bring your own cup. Well, oh, bring your own cup. cup. Yeah. I, I, people notice that. And they're like, if she does it, I feel more comfortable coming to this coffee shop being like, can you use my cup? Because yeah. some, honestly, some coffee shops are not good about that. Yeah. They're like, no, we have, we have nutrition. Or, uh, rules. Yeah, we have, we have uh, regulation. But like, yeah. that little stuff, I think we take for granted how impacting our everyday actions are yeah. and that people are watching. People are watching. Actually, I was at the uh, a grocery store the other day and I was coming in with my tote bags. And it's, it's so <laughs> hard to go into a grocery store for me because I'm trying to be so aware and everyone's walking out with plastic and I'm just dying. you got to understand this. I don't mean to interrupt you, but Heidi is so <laughs> socially conscious, environmentally conscious. She's, excuse me, the next level, but she's been this way forever. It's not from like making a point. You've This has always been in your heart before it was yeah. a thing. Yeah. And again, I, you have to lean into that back to the business thing. I didn't lean into it and, and I lost my way a little bit. But well, um, I don't think you knew it was a thing. No. I didn't know influencer marketing was, it's still not really a thing it, to me, but like it's our version of what we've always knew. No. Yeah. No. We've always known. Oh, hey, tequila. tequila. We've always um, known. Yes. Hornitos, we do need you to sponsor hey. this. Um, so anyways, I'm walking into the store and this lady stops and she turns around and goes back to her car and gets her bags. And I was like, yes, that's like literally just one thing that I got to do because she saw me in the, and she saw me in the store later. She's like, you made me think about grabbing No, wait, bag. this actually happened? I, yes. Wait, it, it was a week. story 20 minutes ago. This is exactly. I almost cried. Because You're, how can you not think you're an influencer? That is well, huge. I need a shirt because this I. Is, oh, I got you one. That's what companies pay a million dollars to market to change that behavior. That is a big deal. Yeah. I felt great. I was so excited yes. about it. And, and still, even in, in coffee shops, it's the same thing. I'm like, can you guys get in-house cups? If you can't, for sanitary reasons, get a cup. Get an in-house cup. I'd love it if Starbucks did that. I'd I have the chill. This is, that. it, that's huge. Yeah. It's okay. Huge. It's huge. Wow. It's I mean, you see how excited I am. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. It felt so good. And I literally, because it gets so overwhelming that you, you like, nothing's going to change. And then someone says that and you're like, oh, things are happening, happening incrementally oh, with your own brand, awesome. with what you believe in, but you have to put it out there. Yeah. Well, and you might not see it on a national massive level, or again, the media you're being fed, yeah, no, but your you. impact, your small palm, when you have that ripple effect matters. And it those does. might be people that are yeah. our future presidents, our future coaches, our future teachers. And where you're, I mean, if you look back and you're like, what, 
look back at your life and you think, what mattered to you? My teacher said this. My coach said this. My parents said this. And that is a pivot point for you in your world. Yeah. People get thinking influencers is like this big, massive thing with followers and likes. Mm. No, no, no. It's like how you're actually changing behavior or inspiring it. it to be better on a very ground level. You might not monetize it. You might. But it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. It's you actually shifted and inspired someone to like find their authentic path. You Thank know? you for that, though. That, yeah. that means a lot because it's... It's those little things that you're like, I'm doing the right thing. I'm on the right path. Even if it's just some small little thing, like that's shipping. huge. Yeah. I can't believe I'm, you're like, I don't know if I'm an influencer. You literally have an exact example <laughs> of how you influence someone to make a massive behavior. That's a yeah. huge behavioral change. Yeah. Huge. It's huge. Like she like turned around and went back. Yeah. Huge. And she had the audacity to come to you and say, thank you. You changed my behavior. Yeah. Dude, the universe is serving you massively right now. Thank being you. like, I'm telling you your impact and... Where you, where you need to be going. That's really huge. Thank you. I mean, clearly, you know, I geek out on this stuff because yeah, I love yeah, all this. No. And like, I love it because, like, you show, like, Kale shows her feelings. It's, like, very interesting. She gets these goosebumps, <laughs> and then I get them, and then we're, like, very inspired, and it's beautiful. It's a bit, or I, I just think we are sold um, a world where it's, like, Kardashians and famous and next level, and I, I have no hate on any of those things. Mm-hmm. But it's next level, but you don't really fully embrace the impact on a very ground level. And that's honestly, from the business side, where my small consumer packaged good companies, where people are thriving because they stay connected to their consumer and what they're doing and why. Have you heard of B Corporations? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. and I should have known. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm leaning heavy into that and, <laughs> okay. like, the use of styrofoam, impact environment, sustainability. I know your, your soul just cringed. All these things, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it is heartbreaking um, what is going on on a business level. Yeah. And these B Corporations, I'm sad I'm – not just now, but about a year in, but oh, championing okay. these guys on what they do because it costs so much for them to do things the right way. Mm-hmm. But I think our consumers, even if they don't have a lot of money, they will spend whatever they have to support situations that believe what they believe. Well, that's a tie back to Loha. So I'll send you info on this, but like that is what those people do is they believe in that lifestyle and they will spend the money, again, a privilege to live a lifestyle of sustainability and let's like back to the kardashians i don't watch the show but i will say like even kim is using her platform to like reform the justice situation absolutely i mean come on so you you can use your platform of influence for whatever you want people can hate on her but like she's using her platform that's a responsibility piece yeah you've been gifted a platform whether it was Sex tape, genuine knowledge, whatever. Again, no judgment. It's what it. you're doing now. And she's even connecting and with the president. That. Who knows? Who knows? Like if she believes in his values, but she's like, I will do this because I believe in this. That's cool. You can monetize that platform yeah. and use it for greater good. Monetize it sounds yeah. like it's just a business angle, but no, she's you, doing you, it for the greater you good. Do it the right. Yes, I'm a hundred percent with you. I don't know how, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, the universe works. Yeah. Someone told me they're Something, like, yeah. There's no end game for her in this. Uh, that's just it well but that's just that goes back to our it. money conversation what else do you need like you have a billion dollars it's not fitting your soul that's when you go back to philanthropy and things doing that the right thing. that's, that's every amazing human amazing to see yeah. that you want more you want to feel more you just want to be useful i hope I, I don't see any other reason that she would do that i mean why would any of us otherwise live whether yeah. you're being useful to your kids your family your community your coaching whatever like that's kind of the i think she's getting in line she's getting more woke we'll see i like it <laughs> i like it um anything else you want to talk about regarding your business communities i mean literally if you want to lean into plastics um the, what did you just say the community is that you i didn't even catch it around lojas lojas like what, what lifestyles of health and sustainability so it's it's more Talk of a, a marketing term um it is it is more of a marketing term in that that it is people who is are, it a major or what 
Is it a what? A major? No, it's not a major. It is just something that companies can lean into. It is a demographic. So it is people who are um, living the life of conscious consumerism. I I wrote a book with my friend Karen about this. Well, it's an ebook. We have fruit left, so we have to just finish off. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. It's COVID. We're doing our third round of tequila. But it is a demographic of people who believe in buying brands that align with their values of sustainability. So that means like eliminating plastic at, if at all possible. Okay, hold on. Wait, you have to, oh, you have to cheers every time. So this is a coconut version. Oh, this is 1800. It's actually good. It's fine. Less strong, but yeah. We'll, we'll take this one. We had a fruit ice cube left. You can't ever leave the no, fruit. you can't. Just let me know. So there's that, and then there is um, the health angle, which I, that's what you and I align on as well, is that there is the health aspect of, of, of products that people are putting out there. So there's non-GMO, and it is um, better for your body so anything from supplements to even just organic foods that's so wait, okay time out let's pull back i can't believe i've heard of this because exactly where i want to be so lohas l-o-h-a-s okay and it's it's an online community so when did this start it when is it a, it's not an online community it is a demographic so if you got it more okay. into the like i'm a marketer and then you're like who's my niche it's the Lojas people. What is Lojas people? Got it's it. these people who believe in a lifestyle, health, and sustainability. And I will say this up front, it is a higher end, but like of I'm course. also I'm I'm in it to, to like try and make some money. Um that's also why I do some volunteer work on the side because I also want to impact communities who can't afford Lojas type products. But Lojas is people who are in a certain kind of lifestyle that are into health and sustainability. Okay, Ultimately. I love that. I have so much info to send you. I no, I want to hear. I'd be sure I'd do a second cast on this. Oh, I, yeah. And what's funny is, this is where I think the marketing world is going to pivot, mm-hmm. and we'll wrap this up soon. But um, I was at a concert, um, Kabo in Cayman Islands. It was mm. amazing. And we were in the VIP section, expensive tickets. Mm. Um, great, nothing, Yes, nothing but great things to say about the event. However, there was like 20, 25 year olds back then. I'm like, God, how'd you guys, we got to talking post tequila. And I'm like, how'd you guys afford this? Like, what, what's up? I didn't college. I never had the money for this. And she's like, oh, you know, we just, she didn't say we didn't pay our rep. But like, we just cut back on this and that. She's like, I just don't care about nice stuff. I just want to care about experience. And so was, mm, we put a lot of money cool. towards this. The other ones had won, won it off a radio station contest. But it was amazing for me to see. So when you're saying this Lojas thing is an elite crowd, yes, I think that's the way it is now. And I think it's our young people that maybe don't have a lot, but they're very conscious on where they're spending and how. Mm-hmm. One, because they really care. Two, because they don't really require it. Again, they're not chasing the Bentley, chasing the Rolex, chasing this. They chase minimalism and like less lawn to water and simpler yeah. house. And I can be move, I can move and be mobile anywhere and do these things. And that changes the business conversation for my high-end companies saying, how do we market to consumer? Well, at one time, it was this person that made X amount of dollars, their household income was 100K plus, whatever. Well, now it's 15-year-old that cares about experience. It doesn't have a lot of money, but they will go to this because they believe in your cause, your company, and what you're doing. So it's there's such massive shift. It's wonderful to hear that that is a thing in the marketing world. Yeah. I should probably know that. But I would encourage that community to dive into the elite community because that's monetizable right now, but also question the larger impact onto these young people that care about experience uh b corporations impact even if they don't notoriously and statistically have the budget to do so they will take what they have to do to support that cause well and let me let's give a shout out to the opposite end of that which is the um baby boomers because their population is growing faster than millennials and they are actually a larger segment of what is baby boomer technically um they are people who were born after world war ii like they were they were born because of the world war ii like all the 
Um, and we do need to fact check that, but that, that is what I believe. So, so, so we're technically, millenn- our, I heard millennials are 80 plus. Yeah. So we're like, mm, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Depends on what yeah, you say. Yeah. Plus Botox, we there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, baby boomers are our parents and then um, a little bit younger. Okay. And so our parents' generation also has a huge responsibility and they're actually bigger than anyone else in Lojas because they have the money, most of them, and the time to believe in products and to um, buy things that they feel that are helping the world be a better place. There a lot of a lot of people talk shit about baby boomers, but ultimately Do they? I don't feel like I hear a lot about them. There's a lot in that they oh oh my gosh. There's there's a lot into like, oh they weren't ruined the world for us because they're they created plastic. They created the atomic bomb. They created a lot oh, of they, things. Those worse. are business most businesses Bad, yeah. are like six people. So there's the, the people who people. are contra that. Yeah. And they're like, I will shop at the the place that, you know, doesn't have um plastic bags or that that you know the brands that are trying to do non-gmo type of stuff or people like even like brands like virgin um or patagonia that are like really pushing for richard branson was at kaboom he's he was so good i know you told me i'm on it so yeah cool i can't even handle it please come on to our podcast please i mean sorry yeah these are my friends they all come i know it's like my crew is like yeah what's up we at our house now i'm like oh oh my gosh i would love it he honestly reading his stuff has been very inspiring oh noted okay i've always liked his way he's a baby boomer i'm pretty sure okay i'm gonna check his age but like i would think he's younger than he is Okay. Which, more power to him. Yeah. I don't know, but either way, yeah. Anyway, these people also have a lot of influence. They have a lot of money. Not all of them, but some of them have money to influence us too. So we can talk about the young people that are changing the future, but these people are changing yeah. the now. I believe that. Yeah. Well, that's why I get back to the business piece. It's not about money, but money moves the needle. Mm-hmm. So if you can align, again, good people with companies that have money to reverberate a message because perception and reality – perception is nothing more than reality. And um, dipping our toe into philosophical waters – if you see what you believe and that creates your reality, that is everybody's digesting that through their phone. Mm. So if that's my heart piece to align that influencers with good companies, because that's what's getting advertised to our young people, yeah. that's where we can have real change. But you have to do it the right way. Marketing's not bad. If you're streamlining process, I've had great companies and great people that have been referred to me via marketing. And it's genuinely made my life easier and oh, more fun or healthier or whatever. Big fan of LinkedIn, yeah. Yes, but it's there's responsibility within that so yes i'm completely with you that i think our wealthy billion millionaires right now have massive potential for impact they do they do and so i guess my final thought is this is um two things so i'm wearing these bracelets that my aunt actually oh let's talk about it got got me their mantra bands also hashtag oh. please sponsor um wait the what's two, the company it's mantra band oh love and so we, we've got a bunch of these and she's gone through some health hardships and so we we put some together and so one of the ones that i wore specifically for this podcast is that was then and this is now oh, love. which is like you you know you can think about your past and like it's going to make me tear up tequila also feelings. Um, that was then this is now means like you were doing something. It was maybe suiting you at that moment. And now it's time to really be in the moment. Mm -hmm. And the second one, because I'm a swimmer, just keep swimming. And also just for business, like we're pushing forward. Um, and sometimes you feel like you're treading water, but you're also moving somewhere. And that, that's something I love about swimming is that like you see this goal, especially open water swimming, you see this goal on the other side of the lake, you're moving that way. And you don't see like it's close, but mm-hmm. it's close and you're moving towards it. And so I, that that's my message about sustainability. That's my message about building your business. And that's my message about even connecting, like you're moving towards something. So keep swimming. 
That's and that's what you just said about being overwhelmed. You just one step forward, and you know, even if it doesn't look apparent, but it, it's happening. You just have to take faith and keep going forward. Okay. Keep pushing. Anything else you want to say more about your sister, your company, or where to find these? Um, yeah, so Montraband, they're not a sponsor of mine, but um, they will be, apparently. Um, no, so the, well, it's your family, so you know, you got to give them love. Yeah, my aunt, um, sending love to my Aunt Rose, who's dealing with some, um, she actually survived a brain tumor, and she's wow. doing great. Wow. So excited about her. Um, shout out to my sisters, who both own their own businesses, and the rest of my family, who's just awesome. Yeah. Um, the fitness community. And then, of course, manifestinc.com, where you can get access to me for, um, even if you just need to send an email for some encouragement, happy to connect with you on that. Um, writing about sustainability and corporate social responsibility, I would be more than delighted to work with any brand, especially those big brands um, who are really moving towards um, responsibility and making the world a better place. And what what is something you just have someone's listening that you could help those brands with specifically? Public um, relations. Yeah, writing. Key so messaging. Any content. Yeah, key messaging. Okay. Telling them about or telling their consumers about what they're doing for social responsibility. For example, a good example of this, which a lot of people hate on, is Walmart. They're yeah. actually doing a lot of work towards sustainability. Yes. They're building LED. Um, or not LED, sorry, lead buildings. They're building um, brands that actually are using less plastic. They do have the money for that. But they are, they're trying to focus that on people who are lower income. And they want to give it to... Well, that is their consumer, essentially. Because yeah. their base market line is everyday low, play, yeah, low price. Yeah, they're giving it to everybody. So those kinds of brands, um, Patagonia, who is helping preserve um, land in the mm-hmm. rest of the world for people to be able to enjoy the environment for the rest of, you know hopefully ever future generations yeah yeah Yeah. um so those types of brands who need content to promote their sustainability efforts and corporate social responsibility efforts would be people that i love to work with amazing and i would say this as clearly i'm biased as a a longtime friend i would say if a company is seeking authenticity which is the differential between in my opinion between being basic and out there and truly successful and cultivating a genuine brand it's huge. So if you can find that human that can do that for you, Heidi's your girl. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you for being here. I'm super excited. We got a cheers. We're on to a little bit of coconut tequila. Mm. It's good. It's a little sweet. It tastes like sunscreen to me, but we good out here. We're, oh, we're checking I love out the sunscreen. Co- oh, okay. Well, paleo. <laughs> um, but it's been a pleasure. I, I hope everybody can take some of the the bigger topics we touched on. I mean, everything is such a larger conversation. We can mm. have ten podcasts off this. But I love really genuine, rich, deep conversation. Me too. Um, I would love to hear any feedback from anyone, or if they have great resources from personal and business coaching to sustainability to great connections to thoughts on your favorite tequila brand, whatever it is. I invite you to connect and reach out. I genuinely appreciate your time and energy, Heidi, my girl. Um, I feel blessed to be here. Thank oh, you. it's it's so funny how things circle back, oh, and you got to champion the people that are in your world and and continue to circle back, which is Absolutely. crazy. Um, so, mad appreciation. I'm yes. truly grateful for our conversation, our time and energy, and you, you always been able to pull me back to where I'm supposed to be. Oh, thank so you. So it's it's huge, and I'm appreciative. Likewise. I encourage everyone to kind of take a point in their life and evaluate their surroundings and their environment, recognizing that impact and see what's serving you and maybe what isn't. Um, but either way, appreciate that journey and understand the process of timing. While it's yes. So that's it. That's my long closing note. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Check us out uh, wherever we are. You can find out. Yeah. Digital everything. You'll yeah. see us. Um, and we'll talk soon. Take care. Yes.
Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.